Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from cold cadavers to clever cloakers. And today, we're covering Cloud Giants. What year is it, Brian? The year of the big guy. Yeah, it's true. We're talking about one of the six true big guys. Year today. of the giant, baby. Mm-hmm. Huge giant. So cloud giants are one of the six true giants in Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, they are the second strongest of all giant kind and are the first real heavy hitters we're going to talk about for this year of the giant. Okay. Um, in fact, due to the reclusiveness of storm giants, the only giants that rank cloud giants in the ordning, uh, cloud giants are often the de facto acting giant authority in any given region they dwell. Oh, wow. Um, they really, they're uncontested. I mean, like their <clears throat> region is like, must be the sky, right? Yeah, but I mean. So they can like transcend, like, so you have like fire giants in mountains and mm-hmm. frost giants in like the land, like these landscapes, but the clouds, baby, they're, <laughs> they're everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, although we're getting to the fact that most of them don't actually live in clouds. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> Very deceiving. Some of them do. Some of them do. I'm here to learn. Okay. <laughs> so this authority is one they benevolently flaunt and exercise regularly. Hmm. Uh, cloud giants are famous for many things, from their extreme wit and cleverness to their high pride and ostentatiousness, from their inherent magical prowess to their mystical homes in the clouds. Suffice to say, the cloud giants are very much unlike any other type of giant we have discussed so far on the show. Okay. are the, the That kind of points me in the direction like the giants above them do this stuff and more. Which is to say, like, Storm Giant? Like yeah, they, Storm Giant. Yeah, Storm Giant's like, the only giant above they're, they're like, this is the, you've broken the threshold of, like, what giants do at this level. Right, Okay, exactly. cool. So, Cloud Giants are depicted as having muscular humanoid builds and handsome or beautiful, well-defined features. Hmm. Their skin ranges in color from milky white tinged with blue to a light sky blue. Their hair is silvery white or brass in color, and their eyes are an iridescent blue. The typical Cloud Giant is 24 feet tall. So, 
Real big. A real big guy. <laughs> uh, three feet taller than, I think, Frost Giants, who are the next tallest. Okay. So, That's uh, right, because it's Fire Giants are a little shorter, even yeah, though they're higher yeah, on the order. Exactly, yeah. So 24 feet tall and weigh in at about 11,000 pounds. Uh, female Cloud Giants can be one to two feet shorter and about 1,000 to 2,000 pounds lighter. Okay. Uh, cloud Giants dress in clothing of the finest making materials and are often adorned with an extravagant assortment of jewelry. Shoot. Part... Of the ordning they follow dictates that one's appearance indicates their station. The better the clothes and the finer the jewelry, the more important the wearer. Cloud giants live an average of about 400 years long. Okay, that's a pretty long time. It is, yeah. Not as long as elves. Boo-hoo. Well, yeah. Well, elves <laughs> live an extraordinary fucking long time. I know, so. elves are so cool, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I like elves. I think I'm starting to like elves. Yeah, elves are cool. I mean, you're playing one, yeah. so. <laughs> Cloud giants are aptly named, or at least they were at one time. Few of them lived literally on clouds anymore, but most do reside atop high mountains inside or even above a near perpetual layer of cloud. Okay, so just where clouds are. Yes, indeed. Got a select it. few of those at the apex of the clan's ordning claim the last of the ancient cloud castles of ancient Astoria that still drift across the sky. Okay. No one alive can build these majestic structures any longer. The methods of their construction were lost along with much other knowledge when Astoria fell. Some cloud giants believe the information might yet be buried in some long forgotten and ruined library. Uh, rumors of its existence crop up from time to time, stirring debate and dreams of resurgent glory among the cloud giants. But definite information has proven impossible to obtain. Many cloud giants think that someday a hero will unearth this secret, ancient secret. Until then, they must be satisfied with watching clouds drift past their mountaintop homes instead of living on top of those clouds as days of yore. So they pretty much just like muse about like the when we were dope the when we were dope and when we will be dope again like yeah when the child of prophecy returns exactly, to the land and like yeah. sends the land up to the sky there's a <laughs> wizard that did that in forgotten realms he like oh yeah he ancient, raised the city up yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i i and then he, it, it probably he, fucking fell uh it did fall <laughs> yeah. and that was oh my god there's a desert region like inland of water deep that mm -hmm. is like yeah that's the lore there i, I believe it's the city of netheril yeah. We talked about it in the Mistra episode. Yeah, Mistra's so fucking cool. She is. Um, so, they are. So they are, yeah. <laughs> so this these cloud giants, they're basically just like mountaintop dwellers. Kinda. Yeah. And uh they are um they're like nobility, if you will. They dress in the finest clothes, eat the finest food, and all this other stuff. They we're, kind we're gonna of get like, into it. They kind of you touched on it and it almost reminded me of like genies and genasi a little bit the mm -hmm. way like their skin is colored with the yes. different like flavorful hair it and, like, is it's they like the finery yes like the very much so. like genies and the genies like are very much they genasi. live like nobility as well yeah yeah, yeah. cool so this is kind of like a big genie not really but <laughs> kind of a little bit aesthetically yes cloud giants are spread to the winds encompassing vast areas of the world unlike most other types of giants who live communally in large groups of clan mates uh the central unit of a cloud giant society is the family unit, usually a mated pair, their offspring, and perhaps a couple of close relatives. Okay, that's cool. Um, cloud giants prefer not to congregate in great numbers in any one place to avoid drawing too much attention. Mm. It's not that they fear attack from humanoids or monsters because few creatures other than dragons can challenge their power, but if more than a few lived in the same place, the size of their combined treasure hoard would attract an incessant stream of adventurers and other would-be thieves, a nuisance cloud giants rather avoid altogether. 
Okay. Still, despite the great distances that separate the homes of their families, cloud giants aren't completely isolated. Every cloud giant family or individual knows where their nearest neighbors are, even if the location is hundreds of miles away. And those neighbors know where their nearest neighbors are, and so on across the world. And a crisis word is spread from family to family so that a mighty squad of cloud giants can be assembled in time if need arises. They're like fucking Great Wall of Chining it, like Mulan. They're fucking <laughs> yeah. lighting the fire, like, oh, we're in trouble. Dude, we're needed. Can you imagine a like an army of cloud giants oh holy shit can you imagine a red dragon going up there and they light the fire and it's like now all the cloud giants know you're here <laughs> yeah that's awesome i love it that's Time amazing to bail. that's too funny okay that's fucking cool i like how you're yeah, it's, it's like it's reminds me of farm <laughs> mulan is dope mulan is great yeah. uh, it reminds me of um like farm living where you have like such Big plots of land. Your nearest neighbors right. literally miles and miles from you. It is kind of like that. Yeah. Okay. Kinda. And also, it's, it's more like, uh, it's more like uh, nobles of a province. Yeah. You know what I mean, okay. all the nobles know each other, but they live miles and miles and miles They're away from each other because they each have their own province. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, or the air temples and. Like Avatar, there's four of them, but they're spread out. Right. Yeah. yeah. Some, they all yeah, know where each like other that. are. Exactly. Other p- nations don't. Right. Yeah. Okay. So cloud giants are beholden to a belief system known as the ordering of extravagance. Ooh. Unlike other types of giants, a cloud giant's position within the ordering doesn't depend on any talent or skill. It instead depends on wealth. Yeah. The more treasure a cl- cloud giant possesses, the higher it's standing in the ordering. Now, this sounds simple and straightforward, but there is a bit more to it than that. Ownership of wealth is one thing, but wealth that is kept locked away means little to cloud giants. Mm. To fully contribute to one's status, wealth must be displayed for all to see, and the more ostentatious the display, the better. Hell yeah. In a cloud giant family's home, extravagance is omnipresent. One might boast windows framed in gold leaf, rare perfumed stored in vials of crystal with silver lids, or a scene in the sky depicted on a tapestry composed entirely of pearls. See, this is resonating with me, because why, oh, isn't ha- it? Well, why, why have, have dope all shit? this stuff and just like... <laughs> Hoard it, you fucking dragons. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you, what are you doing? doing? That's hilarious. There's, at least these guys are like, I got money. I'm spending it. I got my gold chain. Right. And nobody right. is stopping me. Yeah. I like I mean, this. Yeah, I can see your point for sure. Absolutely. I like this. Although I don't, I would not live this way no. if it were up to me. No. But if I were to live with money, uh-huh. I would use it. Right. Okay. However, value is only one part of the assessment of a cloud giant's wealth display. Okay. The extravagances a cloud giant wears or places about its home must also be beautiful or wondrous. Okay. Sacks of gold or gems are worth less to a cloud giant than the jewelry that might be crafted from those very same materials. It means Cre- to an end. Yeah, creating treasures that bring esteem to a cloud giant's household. Okay. So another way for, cloud, for a cloud giant family to demonstrate their wealth is by bestowing lavish gifts on other families. Now, make no mistake, a gift from one family to another doesn't prove anything about the giving family's generosity. No cloud giant truly believes that it's better to give than to receive. A family does so only with an eye toward how the giving can elevate its status in the eyes of other cloud giants. Yeah, they're going to play the game. Right. For if one is willing to part with something of great value of one's own volition, then one must have much greater amount of wealth so that parting with the gift is a paltry loss. Yeah, dude, like here's some magic item shit. It's price. It's priceless. Don't worry about it. Exactly. I'm good. Yeah. 
Yes, it's exactly <laughs> it. Of course, it's all quite a bit more complicated than even that. Okay. Um, trickery plays a role in this game. Ooh. The very best gift from the giver's perspective is one that everyone believes to be far more valuable than it actually is. <laughs> Appraised too high. Indeed. Oh. Only, only the giver and the receiver will ever know the gift's true value, and neither of them would ever reveal a gift is worth less than it appears to be, because to do so would reduce the status of both of them. So if I rolled into like the family uh, reunion and was like giving the little kids like mat- priceless like little magic rings that do like trinket stuff uh-huh. like oh here here little Jimmy J- Jimmy Giant uh, Jimmy here's a, Giant here's a fucking here's a fucking <laughs> ring of like turning your drink cold or whatever sure yeah it's like oh it is but a pittance to me yeah yeah <laughs> like make sure their fucking dad is watching when you give it to exactly them. make some they, eye yeah, contact they want people to see it Pen- but at the same time Pen- magic rings like candy it might actually be a magic ring that only works like four times yep but no one else knows that except for the person who got it and it runs out and the person who gave it because they it was theirs and when um, little jimmy the giant starts complaining that his ring stops working well, no he won't complain because oh, he doesn't want people to know that he now has a ring that sucks oh you duped his ass yeah, yeah that's how this say, game works because i was gonna turn it i was gonna yeah. flip it on little jimmy who's yeah. really big probably and be like oh he's too dumb to use the thing so no. better give it back yeah no no it's not like that it's like oh, no wow. you, you don't say a word because you don't want people to know that you got duped oh you'd think it would like the paper trail would come back like you gave my kid a shitty ring no, because well, then, if you did it right, if you did, you could, you would have to do it right. But this also, I love this idea of like, actually, no cloud giants are wealthy. It's all a bunch of bullshittery. <laughs> yeah, and all their shit sucks and is like, it's all like chintzy and just yeah, looks great like on the surface. So you have all the cool shit in your house, and the uh-huh. stuff that's getting passed around as gift is shitty stuff. Yeah, maybe exactly. Except Unless, for it looks good on the surface. Yeah, and anyone who receives it won't admit it was shitty because then they admit they have a shitty thing. Unless you need like the top layer thing, which is to actually elevate your status. So you give somebody something that's actually okay. The, you can do that, but again, Cloud Giants try not to do it. It would hurt you in the long run because you would have you would have one Depending. less cool thing. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so despite the insatiable greed rampant among cloud giants, <laughs> stealing from one another or fighting over treasures, it's considered to be non acceptable. Okay, good. I was yeah. gonna say they're not doing that, no, right? Okay, not. after all that play. Instead, sure. cloud giants vie with each other for wealth in a much more civil manner. Mm-hmm. Gambling. Oh, that's dope. It's okay if it's off the chance, right? right? Right. Cloud giants are inveterate gamblers with a hunger for high risks and high rewards. Oh, damn. A great amount of wealth changes hands between cloud giants when they indulge their obsession obsession for gambling and wagering. They frequently bet on the outcomes of events nominally outside their control, such as the lives of lesser creatures. Uh, Ordering ranks and king's ransoms can be won and lost in bets over the military triumphs of humanoid nations. This episode is going to have major replay value for me because you peeling back the layers like that yeah. to reveal this has been like this changed my total perspective right. I'm now picturing yeah. like the top floor of a casino on a yeah. mountain like sure. yes, yes, yes 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 okay well, cloud a, casino oh, let's go cloud casino I love it let's keep going now cloud giants don't engage in betting for enjoyment it is less a form of entertainment than a type of bloodless feuding Okay. no cloud giant is a good loser and one would be aghast to hear someone else say I lost 40 pounds of gold but I had a good time <laughs> Yeah. Betting wars between families can go on for generations with fortunes and estates and the position in the ordering that goes with them passing back and forth repeatedly. What a parent loses a child hopes someday to win back, plus more. 
what that child wins back, a grandchild probably will eventually lose again. The tales the cloud giants tell of their ancestors are seldom about wars or magic or battles against dragons. They're about brilliant wagers won through boldness or deceit, and rival families brought to disgrace and ruin by the same. There is so much here. Are we short resting? We're short resting. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, be sure to check out Super, Super Quest, Quest Saga. Saga, a future fantasy 5th edition D&D actual play podcast home brewed and dungeon mastered by yours truly, me, and set in space. And I play in it, along with your special guest Jake and friend of the show, Josh Freeland. You can find it on YouTube, iTunes, or anywhere else you can get your podcasts. Super Quest Saga! We've returned. We have returned. 
top of my mountain palace. Indeed, above the clouds. Where I want to spend this cash <laughs> it's true. to get your cash. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> so a good way to describe cloud giants is as essentially giant nobility. High rollers, man. High rollers. Yeah, true. get it? They, yeah. <laughs> I get it. They dwell in their extravagant castles high above the various peoples of the world, living in their own isolated bubbles of politics, privilege, and indulgence. Some cloud giant families, though, take this role of the noble to the extreme and exercise their ability to rule. Ooh, like rule other giants or yes. rule other everything? Yes. Ooh. <laughs> so including ruling over other giants. That was my next sentence. Okay. <laughs> the reclusive storm giants rarely engage with the rest of giant kind. So cloud giants kind of have free reign. Okay. As a result, many cloud giants see themselves as having the highest status and power among the giant races. They order lesser giants to seek out wealth and art on their behalf, employing fire giants as smiths and crafters, using frost giants as reavers, raiders, and plunderers. Dim-witted hill giants serve them as brutes in combat fodder, sometimes fighting for the cloud giants' amusements. So that's kind of eye-opening, because I, I remember <clears throat> being like, well, how the fuck are these frost giants getting stuff? Like, good stuff at all. If yeah, I, cloud giants might be like, all right, we'll outfit you guys in shit, but you guys serve us. And the frost giants are never going to say no right. because of the yeah. ordering and right. because the cloud giant will bitch slap it if it tries to say no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so so they're being, they could potentially be funded. Okay, cool. Right. Nice. So now for humanoids. Having cloud giant as your overlord is a mixed bag. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> Cloud it. giants are famous or infamous for demanding tribute from the humanoids that live beneath them. Mm. Such tribute is only proper from their perspective for two reasons. First, cloud giant presence in an area benefits everyone by driving away many evils of the world, especially flying predators such as manticores and wyverns. Now, this is pretty valid because it's true. As we know from the last 180 or so episodes of this show, there are a lot of scary and powerful things out there in D&D. Yeah. Some try to eat you, some try to enslave you, some try to kill you for funsies, and some literally try to take your souls to another dimension for the rest of eternity. Some just want your babies. Some just want your babies. <laughs> uh, maybe a cloud giant asking for one-tenth of your crops isn't so bad. No, yeah, I get it. They're <laughs> yeah. like, okay, I'll smash the hag and get your baby back. Yeah. If that comes to that. So that's the trade-off is like, I donate shit to you, like a tax. And you keep me and safe. And you keep me safe. Which is really how nobility was theoretically supposed to work. Well, yeah, this is modeled many... off of like, what is serfdom the right word? Yes. Yeah. Serfdom, so, that is like, the right word. This is much better than a dragon ruling you, right? Because mm. a dragon will rule you. Depends on the dragon. Yeah. It depends on the dragon. Like, like if we're talking about like Lord of the Rings, like a smog situation. Yeah. If we're talking about like a, a red dragon situation, that's not great. No. He's going to come and rage all the time and there's nothing you could do. Like, yeah. And like, he's not protecting you other than no. being like a force that other evil won't want to intrude on. Yeah. It's just he, he. Yeah. He doesn't protect you at all. Like a red dragon doesn't protect you at all. It just demands things of you and then probably eats you anyway. So this is the best case scenario if you need yeah, this sort well, of protection. Sort of. The best case scenario would be a silver or gold in the area. Oh, I get it. And they're yeah, kind of bronze, they're kind of just being like a justice hero running around. Yeah, because the metallics are going to be actually good. Well, cloud giants are just going to be kind of like chaotic neutral-ish in a way. Sure. So th this derailment here that I'm about to take us on is yeah. more like how often are you rolling up on cities where they're being ruled by some monster manual creature. I mean, it just depends on what kind of world you're 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 running. I don't generally run worlds where like monsters rule the realms. Yeah, see that that's kind it's of a fun idea. And I I don't have too much experience offside your table, so like yeah. the it is a fun idea. How common do you think it is? Like, do you think the whole world is set up where it's like dissected by you know, the cloud giants rule where the cloud giants are, and the dragons rule where they are, mm -hmm. and like the like, I don't know, are there other, like, 
like entities that are assuming kingship or like creating a monarchy or something like that. To sure, I'm sure there's plenty of campaigns that do stuff like that. Holy shit! I never really <laughs> thought that the world. I never thought about it that the world could be just dissected up into not just like man kings, but mm-hmm. like yeah, cloud kings, cloud kings, and dragon kings, and okay, uh, beholder kings. Maybe I so, don't know. So you're really leaning into like the the this ordering style subjugation right. of tier yeah. races and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. So that's the first of the two reasons Cloud Giants think they, they should get tribute. Okay. The second reason is a little less reasonable. Okay. <laughs> Cloud Giants believe that they deserve to be rewarded for their forbearance. Very few could stop them from simply taking what they want because they're fucking Cloud Giants. And they're going to remind you of right. that. But instead like. of doing exactly that, they instead allow their tribute to be, quote unquote, freely given. The logic of that position is clearer to the giants than it is to those on the other end of this arrangement. Yeah, because they're like, like Yo, what I the- could just take it. So I deserve it for just not taking it. So you should just give it to me. Yeah, or I'll come take it. But remember, giants, good or evil, don't operate on a normal, normal moral spectrum. They have their mott and their mog, and that's yes. what they live by. Yes. Uh, it'd be really cool to see like a relationship if you were to role play this and have mm-hmm. a city like this. To have your cloud giant be like that, but then have like, there is a human though that commands the respect of the cloud giant or That'd whatever. Be cool. That yeah. would be fun. It would be fun too if it was like not a, like a warrior or powerful human. It's just like the richest, dopest dude coming in with all the, exactly. all the bling, all the jewelry, all the robes and like, like has connects to all the dope shit that the cloud giants like. Like the it's the homie. You might He's as well be homie. a cloud giant. <laughs> Exactly. But you can call him little homie. That would be a cool in for a party. Like, like, oh, you can reason with him, though, because he is a human. Yeah. And maybe he can see your ploy and get you an in so you can go do the thing where you uh, murder hobo and fuck everything up. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's do it. So much of the tribute that cloud giants accept is in the form of livestock and crops. But this isn't their only source of food. Cloud giants are avid gardeners. Almost all cloud giant strongholds devote space to a garden that produces enormous yields. Beans as big as turnips, turnips as big as pumpkins, and pumpkins as big as carriages. Yay! The garden of a cloud giant family is seldom affected by drought, frost, or locusts. When such a calamity strikes nearby farms, some cloud giant families have been known to share their bounty to ease the humanoid's food shortage. So, like... Some cloud giants are nice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But they're going to expect the something in yeah, return. Yeah, exactly. Such events are at the root of tales about magic beans and others up about a human family living in a cottage car from a single enormous gourd. Beyond that, the cloud giant's generosity in times of want helps to cement the reputation as friends of humankind, a reputation that serves them well, even though it's not entirely deserved. Oh, man. I, I'm sorry I keep get, going into stuff, yeah. but, like, can you imagine rolling up on a city that's fucking, like, or a little town or encampment mm-hmm. that is just, like, a bunch of fucking big-ass pumpkins and That'd people be living cool. inside That'd of be them? That'd be fucking dope. It's like, our house was destroyed by the blah, blah, blah. But and we were now given we, these pumpkins. We were given the pumpkins. They by smell, the sky, father. They smell like shit. <laughs> they smell so bad, but... They keep the rain off me. (laughs) That's horrifying. So giant Jimmy gave these to us. Giant Jimmy. The patron god and father of the cloud giants is Memnor the trickster. Okay. The cleverest of the giant deities. Okay. Um, But Memnor isn't only clever. He's sly and deceitful as well. Tales of his exploits emphasize his charisma, his smooth manner, and his ability to manipulate and mislead his siblings and other legendary figures into doing exactly what he wants, usually to their great detriment. Okay. Thus, cloud giants have two distinct aspects of them, Memnor to admire and emulate. Evil cloud giants emulating his deceitfulness and self-interest, and good cloud giants emulating his intellect and silver-tongued speech. Interesting. Family members usually align in the same direction. Okay. 
So ancient depictions of Memnor often showed him wearing a two-faced mask. Because mm -hmm. of this, cloud giant nobles seldom show their faces at all, but instead wear exquisite masks made of precious materials adorned with gemstones. Oh, that's fucking cool. Each noble has a collection of these masks that it wears to conceal its face but still reflect its current mood. An individual might change masks many times during the day as its emotions shift. Oh my god! seems rather tedious, but here we are. A mask is prized both for its material value and for its accuracy in expressing the mood it represents. Only the richest of cloud giants can, offer, can afford the dozens of masks necessary to show all the subtle differences in emotion possible among their kind. Oh my gosh. I know, right? I can't believe it. It's like, I lost the bet, mommy. I'm going to go get my sad mask. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly it. Artisans who can sculpt and craft masks to meet the Cloud Giant's exacting standards in such matters are richly rewarded for their skill. Can you imagine like going to a party and you see that one motherfucker, he's got a sad mask on in the corner. Like, I know you're baiting me. I know you just want me to come <laughs> talk to you. <laughs> Very true. Okay. So cloud giants aren't, as a general rule, a religious people. Okay. They tolerate many conflicting ideas about their patron deity, Memnor, but among them is a cultish sect known as the Smiling Ones that strain that tolerance to its end. Ooh. Smiling Ones are cloud giants who honor and emulate Memnor's craftiness and deceit above all other things. Okay. They are trickster supreme who use sleight of hand, deception, misdirection, and magic in their pursuit of wealth. They also possess a flair for unpredictability and a wicked sense of humor. While cloud giants expect a certain amount of trickery and deceit in their dealings with others of their kind, smiling ones overstep the bounds of decorum with their behavior, doing and saying things that nobler cloud giants consider beneath the dignity of their kind. Shoot. Smiling ones take their name from the strange two-faced masks that they wear. The smiling half of the face often looks more like a smirk or a triumphant sneer than a pleasant grin. <laughs> okay. The frowning half represents the displeasure smiling ones feel about their place in the ordning, second to storm giants. Okay. The masks serve as symbols of their devotion, but they also conceal, the, conceal their wearer's true facial expressions. Are we going to talk about the relationship with the higher ordning uh, members in this episode? Not really. We're going to kind of like go storm giant and be like, they... Yeah, well, Kick the ass yeah. of these giants. To be, oh yeah, number one, storm giants would whip whip cloud giant ass. All yeah, because but it, it storm giants up. keep the fuck to themselves. Yeah, they've got a lot going on. Yeah, a lot going on. Yeah. Um, so they're 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 mad though about being second. Well, these specific cultists are okay. The other cloud giants don't give a shit. Probably they're just like this is our place in the ordning. We have our dope mountaintop homes. Yeah, Let exactly. Me fucking put twenty down on black. Yeah. Okay. So like most noble, like I guess, like if we're gonna keep using the nobility uh, analogy, I'm sure there's most nobles are probably super happy just being nobles. Yeah. They're not worried about being royalty. Sure. But you're gonna have those noble families that are like, no, we deserve to be on top. We deserve to be the royalty. The go-getters. Like if cloud giants are the nobles, the storm giants are the royalty. Got it. So, okay. I got a couple of fun facts about cloud giants. I love having fun and I love <laughs> giants. And I love okay. facts. Okay. So cloud giants are naturally attuned to the magic of their airy domains and are able to turn into mist and create clouds of billowing fog. Cool. They are also generally better spellcasters than most other giants. Some cloud giants can control weather, bring storms and steer the wind almost as well as their cousins, the storm giants. Oh man, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Man, I'm getting so many good ideas for role play in this episode. <laughs> that's good, I'm glad. Like when the when the the cloud giant is like supposed to be home, but he gets caught by the mistress like gambling or whatever, <laughs> right. and he's like, "Oh shit!" And he just fucking turns into a cloud. <laughs> ah, that's cool. I love <laughs> Goes that. To the wall. That's fun. <laughs> 
So, uh, second fun fact. As humanoid nobles keep an airy for hunting hawks, so do cloud giants keep griffins, peritons, and wyverns as their own flying beasts of prey. Whoa. Such creatures also patrol the cloud giants' gardens by night, along with trained predators such as owlbearers and lions. Any sort of creature might be found in a cloud giant menagerie with rare specimens treated more as status symbols than as companions. Damn, they got a little zoo. They do. They got a zoo. They got a menagerie. Oh, the menagerie is a zoo, but they have an arboretum with the... Garden. They're riding two griffins like rollerblades. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, any questions about cloud giants? Uh, uh, I just keep coming up with cool roleplay ideas. Like, what happens when all their beasts get out and they don't give a shit and they go like? Oh, I mean, they would the give town. a shit. They were like, my beasts. Oh shoot, my I beasts. Need them. My zoo. Oh no, stop eating all the people. Yeah, I need them. <laughs> um, yeah, but for them. But for, exactly. I have two stat blocks for you to read over there: cloud oh, yes. giant and smiling one. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, so. Oh, so the smiling one is the mm-hmm. is a super giant. Yep. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. They're fucking scary. Cloud they giants are. are scary. Yes, cloud even giants the good are scary. ones. Yes. Okay, go uh, for it. Cloud giant, huge giant. I read the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are fifty percent neutral good and fifty percent neutral evil. This is cool. This is a great way to um, to kind of put neutral into like a picture sure. way. This is the way I kind of think about it. Is like. Super, like, into yourself. Right, right. Uh, Okay, so armor class is 14 natty armor. Uh, Hit points, that's good. 200. Not bad. Uh, Speed is 40 feet. Uh, There's no flying speed, but they can turn into clouds, apparently. So strength is plus 8. That's a 27. Dex is 10. Con, 22. Intelligence, 12. Wisdom, 16. And Charisma, 16. Con, uh, saving throws, con plus 10. Wisdom, plus 7. And Charisma, plus 7. That all tracks. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. I love D&D. Skills, insight, plus 7. Perception, plus 7. Nice. Uh, insight is a very good skill for somebody like this. Yes. Uh, senses, passive perception, 17. Uh, cool, because you're wise as fuck. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> languages, common and giant. Uh, you would think there'd be more there. I mean, this, again, is just like a standard block. You could just add what you want. True, because like, like people, a status symbol might be in, like knowing more, maybe. I don't know. Mm, not, not, really, not really, but I'm like sure some about, are more well read than others. Just no, like yeah, knowing human, about your stuff. Like, there are some humans that know nine languages and um, plenty that only know one or two. Fair. So we got keen smell. The giant has advantage on wisdom perception checks that rely on smell. Mm-hmm. Uh, innate spell casting. The giant's innate spell casting ability is charisma. It can innately cast the following spells requiring no material component. What are material components? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, at will, uh, detect magic, fog, cloud, and light. Cool. Uh, Three times a day, they can do Featherfall, Fly, Misty Step, Telekinesis. I love the fly spell. Very mm-hmm, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, once a day, they can control weather or make a gaseous form. Can you imagine form. just a 24-foot tall cloud giant just soaring through the air? Or vanishing or and vanishing. appearing. Like, some, yeah. like yeah, all that stuff yeah. is fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, multi-attack. The giant makes two Morningstar attacks. Morningstar is that big fucking... It's like um, a club, It's like kind a of. club with spikes at the big end on a ball. ball. Yeah. Uh, so, the Morningstar does... Uh, plus 12 to hit on melee weapon attack. Uh, 10 foot reach, one target, and the hit is 21 damage or 3d8 plus 8 piercing damage. <laughs> Here it is, rock. <laughs> yeah, which even can be, they throw rocks. Which can be subbed for giant pumpkin. Uh, ranged I wonder w- if a cloud giant rock is like gilded or like, <laughs> oh, like jewel embedded. Yeah. finest rocks. <laughs> I can like, see that. They're throwing like... Oh, that a status symbol. We're throwing fine, precious gems yeah. as our rocks. Yeah. 
here's a bunch of emerald I don't need. I'm a, watch me crush this baddie with it. <laughs> right, I could definitely see oh, that. Oh, man, did you see Gertrude kill that guy with that fucking emerald? I don't even have that much emerald in my whole stockpile. Holy exactly, shit. Exactly. And she just, like, killed that guy with it. Okay. She didn't so, even go back for it. Fucking Gertrude, dude, you're ruthless. And you have a lot of emerald, dude. Where did you get it all? That's too funny. Oh, I'll bet you all my gold for all your emeralds. Anyway, uh, so the ranged uh, range weapon attack is plus 12 to hit, 60 to 240 foot range with mm-hmm. one target. The hit does 30 or 4d10 plus 8 bludgeoning damage. There we go. So let's get into the smiling, the one. smiling one. Cloud giant, smiling one, huge giant, cloud giant, chaotic neutral. Chaotic, just straight up chaotic neutral. Mm-hmm. All right, so the hit points, 262. What is that? Uh, that's an extra 62 on top of the last one with same movement speed of 40 feet. Uh 26 strength, 12 dex, 22 con, 15 intelligence, 16 wisdom, 17 charisma, uh, plus 10 to con saving throws, plus 6 to intelligence saving throws, and plus 7 to charisma. Deception plus 11, insight plus 7, perception plus 7, sleight of hand plus 9. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Senses, the passive perception is still 17. They know common and giant, and their challenge rating 11. The innate spellcasting, the giant's innate spellcasting ability is charisma, spell save DC 15. It can innately cast the following spells requiring no material components. Detect magic, fought cloud light three a day is feather fall fly misty step telekinesis and one a day control weather and gaseous form it's the same um spell casting is the giant is a fifth level spell caster wow its spell casting ability is charisma spell save dc 15 plus seven to hit with the spell uh with spell attacks the giant has the following bard spells prepared so cantrips are minor illusion prestidigitation vicious mockery mm-hmm. first level uh you get four slots at cure wounds disguise self silent image and taja's hideous laughter that's a fun one <laughs> yeah uh second level is three slots and they get invisibility and suggestion mm-hmm. very cool <clears throat> third level uh they get two of those and they have major image and tongues so while Ooh. regular cloud giants were specializing in more elemental magic mm-hmm. uh, these ones are specializing in deceitful illusion trickery magic yes barden it out mm-hmm. um stealing pickpocketing your shit yeah do you think they'll would resort to pickpocketing with a sleight of hand like that? Definitely. And that's, again, what I said. The Cloud Giants, like, it's not acceptable to steal from each other. Right. But these but ones these will. these ones will because they're fucking aberrants. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, next is the multi-attack. The Giant makes two attacks with the Morningstar. That's pretty much the same all the way down. Uh, and rock pretty much the same all the way down. They have an ability where they can use actions. Change shape. The Giant magically polymorphs into a beast or humanoid it has seen or back into its true form. Wow. Any equipment the giant is wearing or carrying is absorbed by the new form. Uh, its statistics, other than its size, are the same in each form. It reverts to its true form if it dies. Uh, wild shape? <laughs> Did I just read wild shape? <laughs> I think so. Let me let me like let pretty me much. This. Yeah. Let me see. I think I just read wild, wild shape. shape. They're barred druids. <laughs> uh, magical polymer is a beast of human I've seen. Back into its true form. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, wild man. Shape. If they're yeah. trying to freak you out and scare you, they can do all kinds of nasty stuff. <laughs> These are horrifying, scary, scary cloud giants. weapons of dungeon masters that want to fuck your shit so hard. Yeah, I could just see like I don't know why I'm picturing like a male female pair of smiling ones with their masks on and like just like coming at the party as if they're benevolent, but like slowly, like you realize that they're really deceitful. And now you're in a bad situation because you got two cloud giants and you're in an enclosed room. If you don't do what to say, they can do the shit to you. They can become the griffins that they keep in cap. They can become owlbears and eat your toes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they Can you imagine them all like misty stepping around you or like one of them becomes a cloud while the other one's like taking your wallet? Yeah, I can definitely <laughs> see that. 
Cool. So I think we've covered cloud giants, unless you have any other questions about them. I don't. I don't. This is this is pretty fucking cool. Are, so these guys, the well, I guess I do. The smiling ones, they're mm-hmm. the top. They're the top tier, right? They're like. Well, okay. This is one of the things that kind of bugs me about like um, this episode of You're the Big Guy because all the other giants up to this point that we've covered who uh, have like this alternate like more powerful version yeah like the aberrant. it's usually some sort of like magical or divine thing going on to make the giant more powerful than itself this is just a giant that has no scruples well i feel like it's more than that because of the stat block like did well they, that's what i mean like they lean into I, that and I the god like, has like granted them more power mm, there's nothing that hints in the lore that the that says God that. is doing that. And they're not doing divine spells. They're doing bard spells. They're doing bard spells. I just, oh. I, I just, I don't get why they've become so much more powerful. I guess just because like they've abandoned any pretense to civility in a way. So, and that's so they're probably, willing to do more than a regular cloud giant would do. I would say that's the just the first step though. Yeah. Because what happens next? Are there like forbidden scrolls where you learn this magic? Did you like pray and receive that power or like did you just get it because you were you you took off that limiter and now you're good at like doing sleight of hand because you're willing to steal now yeah that's what i mean it just seems like they're they're more willing to do bad stuff so they're more powerful because of it maybe it's more like a a demonic thing where like if you unhinge yourself like you get tricked into that that you get more powerful in a way but again like there's nothing in the lore that says that that. yeah and that's the thing is all the other ones so far there is an inherent reason that that form of giant is more powerful. Right. Like, and like with this one, it's just like hungry. And then God came and God came. You're even more hungry now. Exactly. You're hungry forever. Or, you know, the fire giant dreadnoughts, like those are like the creme de la creme, most buff of the fire giants. And they then get special training to be dreadnoughts. You know what I mean? Yes. 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 There's, there's always some factor with this one. There really isn't one that I could find, but it's still cool. I still like it. You can always be like, well, they're, they're sneaky as fuck. So the lore is secret. Sure, I guess. There you go. Yeah, you can do all kinds of stuff like that, but I, I you can come up with it. I yeah, mean, you exactly. have to. It's, yeah, and you, it's your game. Scary with monster. That being said, let's get ready for a long rest. Let's do that. Uh, I've got my house slippers on, William. They're pink and fuzzy. Do you mm-hmm. know, this might seem strange, but do you know what I like to drink before bed? <laughs> what do you like to drink before bed? Delicious dark roast, William. A delicious dark uh-huh, roast. Yeah. Do you know where I, to get a delicious dark roast? I do. I you do, do know where to get a delicious the, dark roast. The Adventurous Coffee Company has sent us a bag of coffee. Yes, we tried did. it. We loved it. It was very, it was very, very good. good. Very robust flavor. And uh, and the mm-hmm. fragrant smell of it when I opened the package, uh, very, you weren't there for that part. Potent. It was potent. Yes. Uh, it, still, it still smells. I have a little bit left. I plan on drinking it soon. My wife is into it. She drank nice. a bunch. Yeah, she's she's about it. But basically, uh, guys, we're doing this. This long rest is sponsored by Adventurous Coffee Company. Um, Indeed. They're like a D&D centric team of company? people that want to give you coffee. Uh, I've got their I've got their website up. They've got like uh, Fair Maiden Coffee, uh, Base Camp, the Dungeons and Dark Roast. Ooh. Have, oh, this one's cool. Bean to the Future. And it's got like a DeLorean on it. Kind That's of. pretty cool. But basically, uh, go to their website. Check it out. Uh, you can get 10% off of a bag of coffee right now mm-hmm. by using uh, promo code DungeonCast. All one word, uh, mm-hmm. DungeonCast. Go to we'll their website. Put the link in the description. Yeah, there's a link in the description below. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be promoting them on social media, and you're probably going to hear about it a few more times. Uh, like, we're, we're basically just going to tell you, like, go get some coffee. Use... <laughs> 
Promo stay awake cast. during your D&D sessions. Stay, yeah, and you can get 10% <laughs> off. Or stay up late while you're prepping your D&D sessions. Staying up late like I'm about to and do my prep for mm-hmm. Flashbang and the Surgeon. There we go. Yeah, and uh, basically my caffeine needs have been stripped back from my health, but I, I've been hitting the Dungeons Dark Roast. I've been, hit, <laughs> I've, been hitting the, I've been hitting the Adventures Coffee Company, and it's a good time. Yeah. So you guys should really go check it out. Indeed. Um, um, do we I, have anything else for our long rest? We have one week left of the contest where we're giving away three copies of the D&D Essentials Kit. That's right. And if you are looking to win one of those three copies, all you have to do is go on Twitter, link a, or tweet a link to one of our episodes or a playlist or just the show in general with the hashtag DungeonCast. That will enter you in the contest. I'll be pulling three names off the list on June 7th. So, uh, again, you got one week, and I believe there's a way to enter the contest on Instagram. Yeah, and we'll also touch on other social media entries because you can do yeah. you can do any social yeah, media Yeah, if entry. you send us proof of other ones, too, that works as well. Yeah, but you can do that at the dungeoncast well, yeah. at gmail.com. Take a screenshot of, Indeed. like, your Facebook thing because we're not on there anymore yeah. and send it to us, and that's that totally works. But if you want to go on Instagram, the dungeoncast on Instagram, you can find the post with the Essentials Kit on it. Go to the comments. Tell us your favorite DungeonCast episode. Tag two people. Make sure you're following the account. Bam. That's all you got to do. You're in the contest. You're in the contest. We're going to c- cumulatively get all the names together and roll the, list. roll a big die. Roll, well, a digital die. Yeah. <laughs> d- d- we're going to randomize who we pick. That's how we always do yeah. it. Um, we're able to ship outside the U.S. now through like Amazon. allows you to do that. Oh, sweet. Nice. Yeah. I didn't know that. So um, we're, we're able we're able to kind of like play around with that. Cool. If, if you win and and you're outside the country... We're going to do our best. To get we're not going to make you. you like a solid promise on it, but uh, like yeah, we'll we're pretty definitely. sure we can get it to you. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, that's fr- been a problem to, up till now. Yeah, we, 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 uh, I looked into it a little, I should have looked into it long ago, honestly, probably right. had this option. But yeah, we can, we can, we can get these to you uh, overseas or across borders or whatever it is it looks like at this point. So, yeah. Cool. Um, make sure you check out our social media and just like the whole point of it is to tell people about the show. So, Indeed. If you guys could help us out, tell somebody, you know, that might like the show about the show to help us spread the word about the show because we love the show and we think you love the show because you tell us you love the show so thanks for listening to the show indeed and with that i think we can call it a game let's call it a game guys later bye Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.